0: Welcome, folks, to our first podcast of adventures around the world. I am here with Animal the Wolf. My name is Zytho. Uh, Animal, why don't you just give a little bit about yourself to start us off with?
1: Hey, um, well, I just do YouTube, really, Twitch, the whole nine yards. Figure, you know, try to help or start a podcast with you, see how everything goes. You know, never know what, what you, <laughs> you know,
0: what you try, what you don't. So, true. True, true of that. Uh, what do you do for a living, if I may ask?
1: Uh, right now, working at a car dealership. Uh, really just in the service department and everywhere else they decide to sick me, so. <laughs>
0: All right. And those that are wondering about myself, I'm a stay-at-home father. I do YouTube videos as well, stream a little bit, and, of course, work on the, uh, the podcast. Um, for those that are listening for the first time well of course this would be your first time since this is the first time yeah the way we're structuring it right now to try uh, this out is with our guest speakers we present three ideas for each uh week ahead and do our research that way we don't come in blind we do try to limit some of the areas that we do not talk about um but again we will talk about anything that uh people want to that are on the podcast since this is the first one it's just me and Animo here uh topics that we're going to be talking about is gaming uh where is it going now uh death of MMOs uh pretty much talk a little political about the next president but we'll save that towards the end um, uh, wants to talk about the YouTube analytics, gaming, uh, games look interesting and coming up, uh, sort of goes hand in hand with the first topic and then console gaming as well. Is that not correct, Animal? Yep. All right. So I figured we'll dive right into the first two topics, gaming, um, where is it going and upcoming gaming's, uh, coming off. With it, with gamings now, I've noticed a trend where not many AAA titles are, in my opinion, are releasing new games. It's always remasters. It's always rehashes. Uh, some of those turn out really outstanding. Um, some of those really flop. Uh, for example, yeah. you've got the Final Fantasy Pixel. Uh, series those were remastered for the pc um you've got star ocean the second uh, conquest coming out uh on pc the end of this week it's already been released on the playstation now network uh you've got i think correct me if i'm not wrong animal i believe you've got modern Warfare, Modern Warfare 3 coming
1: out? Yep, okay, so basically with, uh I actually know a lot about COD, so if you want, I'll dive into that real quick for you.
0: Yeah, if you could, please. Uh, I've fallen off, I used to play professionally <laughs> back in the day with the original COD, and I'm talking COD 1, COD 2, COD oh, 3, yeah. Back when it was World War 2, and before they had vehicles, when the maps were literally in their section, one hundred and twenty-eight by one hundred and twenty-eight, um, and whatnot. Yep. But I've fallen out of that loop, so I'm gonna let Animal yep. talk a little bit about Modern Warfare Three.
1: So basically, what they're doing is they did. You have your original Modern Warfare. Then you have, which is Modern Warfare One and Two. I think there is a third one, but I can't remember exactly. Then they came out with Advanced Warfare as well as a couple others. Then after that, they re they uh did um they remastered Modern Warfare with a with a lot more to it. The stories are honestly the campaigns, anyways, are really good. Um, then it came out with modern warfare Two, which is just released the last year. Um, that was really good from what I've seen. Um, I've played some gameplay of it, uh, with a couple different friends, same with the war zone that they have. Honestly, that game is phenomenal. And, um, I actually just recently played the beta for modern warfare three and oh my God, dude, you should see the graphics on that game. It is amazing. But, um,
0: Leading into your talk real quick about graphics and whatnot, that leads into an interesting uh, point that a lot of people bring up and something I'd love to discuss with you <laughs> because I know that me and you are graphic complete nuts. opposites. We're complete opposites when it comes to how we like our games, um, you know. Do you prefer the ultra realistic that a lot of companies are going for, or do you prefer more the feel that you can be pulled in, but it's more effect, not just the hyper realistics, but you got the great sound quality, you've got a great score of music that goes in there, the ambient sounds and whatnot. Do you feel there's a should be a balance between that? Or do you feel it should more be the realistic look?
1: Honestly, if you're so if you take a look at how animation first started and you start to look at how it is now when it comes to games, I have mm-hmm. noticed that there is a lot of different things that are.
0: So, uh, more, uh-huh? and we, we seem to have uh, lost you for just a split second there, Animo. Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, I hear you now. Okay. Yeah. What
1: happened was is I went to I went to wiggle back in the cord and it decided it was gonna go. Yeah, no, you're not talking for a second. But anyways, um I have noticed like a lot of over the years, anyways, that a lot of your animations, for great example, Life is Strange, um, they they did a really good job with making the people look almost like people in animation style, and it is amazing. The soundtracks are great. If you're looking for something balanced, that is a game to go with because it gives you a balance of everything. The background music is amazing. The graphics are great, and so is the gameplay. Um, That's kind of my style gaming is where you have something that is well-balanced between everything in all aspects. And like I say, Life is Strange is definitely one of those games that gives you the best of the best. (laughs) Well, See, um, my
0: opinion: If you're gonna pick one game, and and this is just on mine, um, off the games that I've played recently, um, it would be the game control. Um, not outstanding. It, it's outstanding on what they've done. Exactly. Um, not only is it is it bridging both the physical world and the game world, because there are moments where in the game they actually have the actors voice actors physically playing people in the game and live screening it in but even the game itself you can get lost and not realize that you're in this sort of fantasy world and Mm -hmm. what's what's I love is the story in that too, because not many people realize this control spreads out. It branches from many games. Uh, one of the most known ones is the Alan Wake series. Yes. And
1: that, that, that is a good That
0: blue. It was, it is. I, I got to say my, my favorite fight. And I've, I finally, finally last year beat the game on the hardest difficulty. Um, the, my favorite fight and, and I know I'm being sort of weird on this is on the stage if you remember in the corner <laughs> yep I know which one you're talking you're got, about you're, you're, you're defending the stage as a rock concert's going out and you've got to use the pyro uh, techniques to destroy your foes with your flashlight your gun and everything
1: yep and another thing too is i don't know if you remember the game a way out where basically the only way to play that game was two was with two people i like how they did that and i kind of want to see something similar to that in like a newer game because honestly i think it would blend well i think the animations would be amazing same with your um the the background music and everything else that goes with it i honestly would like to see something like that again because that game was awesome. I, I I couldn't ask have asked for a better game if you were gonna do that where you had to have two people at all times playing the game.
0: Now this also leads into another thing is prices for games. <laughs> I know this is a, this is a, isn't one of the topics that we're planning on, but it leads into it. Outstanding with the sound design, the detail and the levels yes. um, and whatnot. But all this time that AAA companies are spending in there, and now you've got companies like Activision that are a Nintendo that are wanting to charge seventy to eighty dollars instead of sixty.
1: And that's just for the standard version, not even your deluxe and your premium. Like, I I've knows. seen a lot of premium games that are, like, $150. Like, don't get my me wrong, I completely to buy understand.
0: A, my wife wanted to buy, a, I think, one of the Assassin's Creed that was $200. <laughs> and it was like, oh my god, no. She's a huge fan of the series, but there's no way we can afford that. Oh yeah, Which no, I agree in, with you. In this day. But no, I find it ridiculous that I'm not sure if you remember the time, or if you were. If I'm talking out of time outside your age group, but I remember going to to Toys R Us, going to Walmart. Or Wal- i always get them mixed up and i apologize for that <laughs> walmart uh, and picking up an nes or a super nintendo game and only spending 40 dollars.
1: yeah that's way out of my time and but then... i completely get where you're coming from like we have a place up here where i am um that has all those old games and like sometimes you can find them for you know 10 15 bucks and then you have some of the The ones that you don't see very often that are like hundreds of dollars, which I completely understand because they're hard to find games. Game prices, I've noticed the older the game is, the higher the price is for them because of the value of the game. Because some of them... You just Not necess- find them.
0: Not necessarily. Exactly. Yes. Not necessarily. It's also dependent on how rare the game is. I do remember reading an article where two guys uh got in trouble, and someone could fact check me or whatnot on this once it's out. But there's an article that I read where two guys went and spent thousands of dollars purchasing I can't remember if it was a video or a game but they brought up every single copy of something they wanted and then they destroyed every single one except for one or two so that they could jack up the price and show that it was very very rare Mm -hmm. and that's something we gotta watch out for as a, a community is these people that are just greedy in that way
1: also here's another cool thing too um this is not sponsored whatsoever i just have it because i have their membership program it's called power up rewards through gamestop they send out a thing every month called game informer that alone show will show you a bunch of different things which is really cool like um i just got one i think it was for the new assassin's creed that's supposed to be coming out i'll have to see if i can find it and read into it more the
0: uh god dang it i have the name <laughs> of it it's out now the new assassin's creed game is out uh mirage i think it is yes it's mirage Maybe i'm not mistaken. i am a very big uh, it's out but this leads into the next next point of what i was originally going with with the the price of video games if you go back and you take a look at the nes and the snes game sure they had bugs no game oh, yeah. out there. I don't think there's a single published game out there. And someone, I, I would love to be challenged on this and whatnot. It, find a video game that is fully published from the SNES or NES era that did not have bugs that played perfectly all the way through. I guarantee you, like, there's um... none. No but here's the thing when those games shipped, that was it and whatnot. Nowadays, these companies are wanting 70, 80, $90 for their video games. They're releasing them out in this early access, which I think should not be allowed for that price. I really think early access should have a cap in my opinion. Or for example,
1: um, do something like how Activision is, or how Activision and, um, Treyarch is doing (laughs) with, um, Modern Warfare 3. You can play the beta for free, and then once the game comes out, that's when you have to pay for it, unless you were there through the entire beta, you reported your bugs, what was going on with it, the whole nine yards.
0: Right, that's one way to do it, but at the same time, as I was saying, I think with the early access, I really think that game developers should release the games at half cost. So if the game is going to be 60, you can't charge more than 30. Lock it in beforehand. Then, honestly, if you're going to do early access, there needs to be a time frame. If you take a look at some of these outstanding games that are sitting on Steam, they've been in early access for who knows long, how long. Like, for example, uh, Big One, Seven Days to Die. It's one that I enjoy tremendously, and they just released their, their Alpha 21 uh, version. And I remember I kickstarted that game, but Jesus Christ, how long are you going to ride that early access? I don't think it can be classified early access. If the game's been out for more than five years,
1: I still, even, even if it's out for a year, that shouldn't be early access, like maybe a year or two at most, but I could never see a game for five years going without being thrown as as a regular game like i understand if there's like a lot of game development and stuff like that but if you're gonna do that plan yourself ahead of time to where you know you only have you're only doing so much for right now and then once you get all of your stuff figured out then release the game see what people come up with for bugs and stuff like that have them report it and then take only a year year and a half two years To early access that and release your updates as you go. Or as you need to.
0: Yeah, exactly. Um, I remember back in the day. When there was three stages to a game. And I could... I, I, myself, am a game developer. I've actually have my name in a lot of games credits. Mostly as testers and whatnot. But what's funny is it used to be your your alpha, which is you're building the game, you're taking the concept, you're molding it into a reality and you're testing the systems and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Once you have the game about ninety percent complete, you're supposed to shift into the beta. During the beta days, you're supposed to reach out to second-party companies, and now um, on the web, you can reach out to independent people on some great platforms out there. Like, for example, even though everyone takes a crack at it, Fiverr, um, and yep. find people who are willing to test your game and find bugs then after your that stage is done, then you're supposed to release your game. So your beta should really be your early access exactly, and whatnot if you put it on Steam. Because then you have all these people going to the game and buying it and reporting bugs. And then at that point, you have a community that either you, you like the game or not. And they're they're helping shape the game. And if you're a good game developer, you listen to your community, you're slowly taking your vision and you're saying, oh, hey, that guy has a great idea. Let's see if we can implement it. Unless, of course, it's too far-fetched and you'd have to literally scrap your game to do it. Not many people realize that when you're that far into game, new ideas sometimes are hard to implement. Exactly. But these these long-winded... Um, early access is honestly a joke in my opinion. Um, you're paying $30. Bucks. Um, there has been three games that are on my Steam list that no longer I can access and I've paid $30-$40 for the early access because I felt like the game was going to be outstanding but then a, two years down the road these developers decided to, to shut their doors and just say, "Oh, sorry, we're taking the game down and whatnot." And it's like, why, why not just release it as an open source to the fans so that they can make mods? Don't just let your game die. Um, there's a great, there's a great game. Um, let me see. There was a game that's sort of like, um, God, what was that beast game? Where it was four players versus the beast oh dude i haven't played that game in so long um there's another game that came out i can't remember the name of it right now but it's pretty much uses the same for ah second second um extraction It's called yes uh the, sadly second extraction the developers decided hey um this is a bore of what they've done. They abandoned their game. They said goodbye to their community because they're not getting enough people during their their quote-unquote early access. And it's like, well, if you look at the discussion forums that are on Steam, you'll notice that they, they did it to themselves. They shut down the servers. They bre- released broken updates. They didn't fix it. They stopped communicating to their... To their fans and we understand the situations that you guys are getting in and whatnot but to shut down a game that people actually want it's it's not fair why not just take the game and go and do the simple thing most people are oh we got to get servers now for for games make it so for example second Ex- extinction okay people still want to play it okay the host is the server the server, so that they can invite their friends and continue. Sure, there's going to be some functionalities that won't work anymore because the master server that it's communicating to is no longer there. So you no longer can do special raids or something like that. But allow the game to be up there because you never know. The game may not be great now, but two years down the road, you might have a great streamer uh, play it And people are seeing out the outstanding tricks they're doing because they've had the two years. You know what? uh, A great
1: example of this is Five Nights at Freddy's. That is the best example of a game that was not very popular in the beginning. And then you had, for great example, Markiplier, Docco, MatPat. You had jacksepticeye pewdiepie you had all of those people playing it and then the game just blew up
0: yeah that's exactly but that may or may not work for every single game exactly out there. you have to find your niche uh, like for example uh, another game that i really really wish they would have continued um yeah, jesus i keep Thinking of the game and then it slips from my <laughs> my brain. I hate when this happens. <laughs> you know exactly what I'm talking about. That's why I'm talking exactly about. Understand? About it. <laughs> um, I'm not sure if you're familiar with the game uh, Blackout Club. Yes. Now that game is outstanding. It had so much going for it when it launched. Um, what was great about it is it was a mini game wrapped in an ar style game and what i mean by that is you played the premise of it is your town was was in the middle of a war with the gods if i'm not mistaken this has been a while since i played the game dude i don't even but remember last the time four I seen kids. it was
1: when uh when i was watching <laughs> gameplay of it a while back
0: Right, and what it is is you and a group of three others go around solving um, in the middle of the night trying to solve the mysteries of the town to stop the gods um, and the cultists that are there and whatnot. You not only had to protect yourself, make sure you didn't get captured, which you had an X amount of time, but you also had to make sure you kept your sanity and whatnot, which is by easily... By not setting off traps, not being caught, spotted, and all that stuff, because then an invisible enemy would come and haunt you. But what was cool about it is the developers actually hired voice actors and had things that the voice actors can actually talk to. So the voice actors had a way to dive into a person's game Mm -hmm. and be these gods. Sometimes you'd be pulled from the town into the moon. And whatnot. And you'd be able to ask questions. Talk to the gods. Interact and whatnot. And there's a huge wiki fandom out there. But when COVID hit. Unfortunately they were one of these groups. That got hit hard. Where they were only able to do the voice actors from home. They had to come up with stuff. So the update slowly stopped coming out. And then last time I played it. That I found out that, oh, play, people only play it now when they're on the Discord and they're notified, oh, the gods are going to be active during this day and this day. So if you actually look at the Steam's uh, play time, you'll notice that the, the game spikes in popularity only when the gods, so to speak, are awake. And I think that's unfair. I really would love them to finish Blackout Club shut that down and start a blackout club too.
1: That would be really cool.
0: Then take that and expand that city, expand that town because there's still a lot of area. They never unlocked. There's the underground cave. If you remember, there's the underground cavern where the instruments are. There's a big section with the gate down. They never finished that area. The last time I played it, uh, you literally could go everywhere but that area, and everybody was waiting to see what that is. But my heart sunk when they announced, "Oh, they're not going to open that area anymore." And I, I was, I was so disappointed.
1: Uh, Honestly, it probably would have been a really cool area.
0: It would have, because I feel like that was the final missing area that we needed to complete that story. Mm-hmm. Then, then there's there's the problem with gaming and this is going back to Modern Warfare that, that drives me crazy, is the, the sequels of games. Mm-hmm. Okay, you've got the, we'll take Call of Duty, for example. There's about, what, 20 games of those? Uh, but they're spit out almost every year.
1: It's well, same. not just that. They're just taking and using the same... I've noticed this, too. They're using the same exact titles over and over and over. It's not like for great example, Halo. You take and you look at Halo, you have Halo 1, Halo 2, Halo 3, Halo Ghost, Halo 4, Halo 5, um, so on and so forth. And you notice like the different things that they do. There is so much lore and so much crap that is in that game. It's not even funny. Like I just finished after so long i just finished my mo- or uh, not modern warfare uh halo Infinite, and in- infinite or uh, halo infinite
0: yeah i can't talk about it. <laughs> there you go <laughs> yeah see i'm i'm doing the same boat with you there's some sequel games that i really enjoy one of them is i've been playing going back to is the division two um even though they're oh my god division that was a good game coming out um But with my understanding, I'm not a numbers person, so I'm sort of stuck at Endgame. And I'm doing the very slow grind to where I can't do much, but I'm still enjoying the game. Um, Then there are games like, uh, let's take the Arkham series. Even though it was supposed to be a trilogy, it turned into four games you had four games in the Arkham series and each one actually brought something new to the series. But if you're looking at games like you're looking at, uh, Assassin's Creed, you're looking at modern warfare, you're looking at all these shooter games and whatnot. They're just pumping out the same thing over and over and over well, again.
1: Assassin's Creed really isn't pumping out the same thing over and over again because each Assassin's Creed, for great example, it's one of my most favorite games. Let me see if I can find it real quick. Um,
0: right, but in Mirage went back to its original roots, where instead of combat, it was stealth. Then on top of that, you're getting these games that are being pumped out every year, and they're full of bugs. Mm-hmm. they're full of glitches why should we pay as a consumer why should we pay 60 70 dollars for these games when these AAA companies won't get it correct let's take for example uh starfield
1: no nope, not even there Star- um you, a you, better you game you for that
0: starfield- hold on hold on you played Sorry. starfield on uh no that no, you're fine you played starfield on the xbox correct
1: I only got through maybe three or four different missions. I haven't really played it much.
0: Right. And I played it on the PC. Now, I'm sure there weren't that many bugs on the Xbox, but on the PC, oh my God, there were so many bugs. And if you actually look at the interview that Todd Howard says, he, he he's like, yeah, go get a new PC. Not our problem. The game's not running. It's like, what? the hell is wrong with these developers i had to sit i have four hard drives in my pc only two of them will work with starfield um uh, other if i put them on my main gaming drives it causes issue it causes desync with sound it causes uh, lag problems and then i sat there for 4 hours transferring it from one drive to the next instead of spending 7 hours downloading it And it ran so much better, and it's like, why are you designing this? I understand that when you make a game, you want to make it for the newest technology, but you should be making it compatible for PCs that are about five years old.
1: Yeah, no, That's, I completely agree with you. Like, um,
0: it, it's it's ridiculous. It's like, oh, you you release a game, you want something outstanding. Look at the new Spider-Man game that released on the uh, PS Five. Sony re- released the numbers and it blew their market out the water.
1: Especially when they it. took and released the PS Five version of Spider-Man. Not just that. With Starfield, I noticed because I have Xbox Series S. I don't have the X. I have the S. Um, the little white. I, I basically named it Tiny Box Tim. If anybody gets that reference, I hope you're laughing at that one. But um, um, on that, That's a,
0: uh, Isn't that a a Borderlands reference?
1: No, it's a Markiplier reference. Tiny Box Tim. Oh, yeah. Sorry, unfortunately, not <laughs> Markiplier fan. If anybody understands that entered. reference, I hope you got a good kick out of that. But um, with Starfield, I never, I I have yet to have a problem. I haven't lagged. I haven't, you know. It basically Starfield looks like Skyrim, and another game had a kid, but it's got the mechanics similar to Fallout. I have noticed that when uh, playing it, like the game has a really good dialogue. It has a very good um, shooter tie it's, it's definitely a really good uh, RPG game as well. But at the same time, I've also noticed like there's different points in the game where I've noticed like, hey, they could have done this better. They could have taken and done something like this with this. And it's just like when it comes to games, I tend to pick them apart, especially if it's from a developer that I enjoy the most, like uh, Bethesda being one of them, Activision. Um, another good game for Activision, and I was surprised when they came out with this game because I never thought it would happen. You remember Crash Bandicoot, the original three games? I played It's About Time, and that is one of the best games that I have ever seen Activision
0: actually pull off.
1: I hate to say it, but that is.
0: I'm I'm about the same way with you, and there's a very good game. I'll dive into it, and I'll try to learn as much as I can. Um, recently, within the last year, the games that I tried to dive into was Elite Dangerous. Uh, I, I've tried to dive into um, the secret world. Um, there, There's a few games, but... What, what sort of puts me off in these is sometimes I just feel like there's not enough content or mm-hmm. there's we'll take uh, here we'll take secret world uh, secret world for example, okay? I'm not mm-hmm. sure. This will lead into our next converse- our, our next topic, uh, death of an MMOs. We'll take a secret world with this. A lot of these companies, when they release MMOs, they're like, okay, we're running... We've put in thousands of hours building quests and whatnot for the players to blow through in an average of 40 to 80, and God knows these speedrunners who can do it in like <laughs> 10 hours and whatnot. <laughs>
1: I am one of those the dead end. people. <laughs> yeah. No, rush to the
0: end. And then the developers are like, oh, shit, we have a bunch of people at the end. What are we going to do to get them to, to, to bridge that gap? And one of the reasons that I've left the secret world, um, even though I've loved that game, I love the lore and all that stuff. Is because there's a point in the MMOs where it becomes a grind fest, and honestly, it's repetition. Over that is a over you
1: know, what a great example again. of that is the Fallout series. Only because when you get to the end of Fallout 76, which on my PlayStation, I have everything done almost everything done, I don't have all the side quests done, but I have every single main quest that you can possibly do done. And there's still stuff that you can do. For a great example, the Overseer missions. There's those that you can do. There's um, all these little tiny side quests that are awesome and everything. But don't get me wrong. You got people that are sitting there at 400, 500. I seen somebody the other day that was at level 1,268. And I was sitting there (laughs) going like, how the heck are you still playing this game? He's like, I have everything done. I have found every location. And so far, they haven't brought anything new into it. And I'm just grinding the crap out of this yeah. game to see if maybe it, I can find something
0: different. It feels like, to be honest, with the MMOs and these so-called live service games that uh, mimic the MMO, that towards the end of the game to get that final squeeze out of content, You have to spend hours upon hours of grinding where the casual gamer in today's society has to work uh, not only the nine to five job, which doesn't really exist anymore, but you're looking at putting in anywhere from 40 to my example here is my wife has to put in 55 hours every week at her job. You don't have these times for these games that you've fallen in love to to sit there and grind. Um, see, I that's with me with and Final Assassin's Creed. <laughs> I was obsessed with Final Fantasy, uh, 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 Final Fantasy Online. It's uh, I'm terrible at numbers. That's 14, right. I am not too sure. I haven't really. Dude, I know everyone me... that's listening to us right now is cringing on how bad I am <laughs> with these numbers. And I'm but, Dude, but not, I, thing, I'm not. I'm not as good Fantasy, with numbers. Stop so. I stopped playing it on my original character because I got to the end game when it first launched, and I had a game breaking bug. Where the game decided, okay, you need to get the these legendary equipment for your character to be able to take on the, the raid bosses. So I start doing that, and the game eats my item. That I just pumped all my gil into. And the only way to get the item again is to pump more money in. But I had no weapon. So I contacted the staff. And they're like, oh, you just have to delete your character and start again. I just put... 100 hours into my character and the only solution for me is to delete the characters why don't you just dive into the SQL and be like oh what he's telling is true here's the money start all over but here's the money to get you a weapon I don't care if they just gave me a basic freaking beginner weapon I would have started that grind then I come back a few years later after two expansions are done to start playing and uh, thing that i've noticed in the in mmos and this is what killed it for me is those hardcore players that are always telling you people oh you have to play it this way why because we figured out the maximum way to to dps to do things correctly and whatnot okay that's great (laughs) that you did but as a casual don't tell me how to do stuff let me figure it out myself I hate diving into boss fights and being like, all right, guys, someone in the chat will go, like, all right, guys, have you done this fight before? And I'll respond, no. And they'll send me a YouTube video, and they'll be like, yeah, we'll wait for 10 minutes, and you watch the video. I'm not here to fight, freaking watch a video. And I've actually been in this situation before in the MMO, where we were doing the tower, and... We get into the fight and we're fighting and everyone's getting tired because we're getting wiped.
1: One of the things that I've noticed that has blown up a lot though. Um, Uh I've seen like for great example, farming simulator, Bus simulator. There's a whole bunch of these simulator games that are doing 10 times better that I've noticed lately. Anyways, you guys can correct me if I'm wrong on that, but I've noticed (laughs) it a lot. Like these simulator games, um, Right, right,
0: right. But let me, before we get into the simulator games, let me finish my train of thought, because that can go into another topic. As Mm -hmm. as I was saying, with the the people that are hardcore, that are like, oh, watch a video and figure it out. You gotta let people come into fights that are just right geared, beginner, geared and and solve these themselves because i remember climbing the tower i think it was tower of bahamut or whatnot um and we got to this fight where we actually had to stay on certain tiles and i noticed that that nobody else did because i always love playing the either the long range dps or the support character that allows me to observe things. And I, everyone was about to give up. And I'm like, hey, guys, give me one more chance and let me explain how I would like to see the fight. So I explained what I saw in the fight. We gave it one more shot before everyone was about to, to give up. We lost two people, but we ended up winning. And it's like, hey, it's the journey of defeating that boss is going to stick in my head for years to come exactly and these hardcore gamers that come in and say oh here's a youtube video i'm sorry but you've just killed my moment there's nothing better than going into a fight unprepared unknowing wiping and going oh i didn't know about that mechanic let's try it again
1: i've had something (laughs) exactly like that happen in fallout 76 we myself and a couple friends of mine um for a great example uh Jobot I think you know him um but I'm not too sure but I've gone and played that Fallout 76 with him for literally almost 400 hours if not more. <laughs> I have I have a lot of hours logged in that game I played from beta on when they first <sighs> released it. Um before the pre the pre or before when uh, pre-orders came out um, you were allowed. If you pre-ordered the game, you would be allowed to be in the beta. So I took and downloaded the beta when I after I pre-ordered the game, and uh, <laughs> I can't really say much because there's a lot of different things that happened in that in that time frame that the developers I noticed had kept. And that'll if anybody wants to know about that, let us know, and I will go dive into more detail on that. But uh, unfortunately, right now I have to keep things a little quiet because of you know other reasons um that i don't really want to get into but um there's a lot of different things that i have noticed where people will just randomly come in and be like hey you need to do it this way and it's just like uh wait a minute uh no that's not how i'm gonna do it and this is how i'm gonna do it and if you don't like it i don't care i'm gonna play this game i'm gonna enjoy it and i'm gonna take my time with it like you were saying.
0: Yeah, exactly. It, it gets it's exactly ridiculous. The problem with. I understand there's a time issue that the hard, there's a gap between the casual gamer, which is what I consider myself, versus the hardcore people that want to go in and out and maximize their efficiency uh, with that.
1: Like but I understand for a great example, if you want to take in, you know, if you got the time to spend on a game, go for it. Do what you want with it. But for the for the people like myself, Zytho, and you know, um, Joe Bot, my friend uh, G Disney, there's a whole bunch of us that would that um you know just play the game just to play the game and have a good time and hang out with friends. Let us do our yeah. thing, you do your thing. Like, I understand if, for a great example, you want to help and give us tips and stuff like that, but don't just full-blown go, yeah, let's do it this way, and next thing you know, all of us are dead.
0: Another good example of that is, I don't know if you've ever heard of APB uh, Reloaded. Maybe. It was... It was a game that tried to take the best of GTA, the cops and robbers type style <laughs> shooter and turn it into a standalone game. It's still out and about today, um, but it has a very small group. Mm-hmm. I always played on the cop side because the cops had one thing that the, the robbers didn't have, and that was the stun gun. <laughs> I became so skilled at that game because I loved APB back in the day. I played it, I pumped money into it, I supported them, and I played it a lot. And what was funny, and not many people really knew this, when you killed someone who played on the robber, you killed them outright, they would respawn within five seconds, give or take. But mm-hmm. if you stun locked them, and then you ran up to them and cuffed them, You locked him out of the fight for thirty-five to thirty to forty-five seconds, and I became so good that I didn't use lethal weapons. I always used non-lethal. So I had a the one-shot pistol, and I had a sniper rifle that would stun people. Because if you stun them, you had ten seconds to get to them, five to ten seconds to get to them to cuff them. To the point where my character was so well known among the community that people were starting to kick me out of groups because they're like, Oh, this is no fun. You're just, you're just constantly winning. It's like, well, I'm not abusing anything. I'm playing my style. I am the type of person that if you give me a cops and robbers scenario game, I'm going to go the non-lethal route every single time. And you're going to it's find a way to
1: exploit you... it if you can, which I understand Not,
0: not, not, <laughs> just, not just the exploit, but it's like they don't realize that the weakness in that game was you come in a group of two. You go in a group of three because I may be able to stun one or two people, but that third person would outmaneuver me and take me down and then the others two would recover and push forward or say I cuff two of them and I'm not paying attention there's a third one that comes around the corner they can uncuff them and instantly get them back in the fight but people were just so annoyed with that that I was a non-lethal that eventually I stopped playing the game because I would be as soon as I would join a world event whoever was running that world event, which the game allowed for some really bad reason, the person who started it could actually kick people out on both sides. And they would just kick me out every single time. And it just became no fun. Yeah.
1: Uh... Something that I, um, I've i noticed, like, for a great example, with, um, with Fallout You were Street. mentioning
0: okay, go ahead with that one no
1: what were you saying about me mentioning what?
0: I was gonna say go into I was gonna say going into the farming sim games that you're talking about yeah
1: we can get into that now um this that, that fallout thing we can get into later if you want but uh um with the simulator games like I've noticed like um for great example myself and a couple other friends we were playing farming sim 19 and like there's so many different things you can do with that for great example you can mod the game with mods that they give you. And there's so much into that, not just like a, sto- a campaign storyline to it, but there's also like the, the the giving feel of farming, having to get money, having to take and upgrade your equipment and everything else. And then you have these people that'll just speed run the ever eleven crap out of it. Yeah. There, there's, and um,
0: it's just within like, the farming community, <laughs> isn't there uh, official races to get things done? Yeah. I, I, I think I've seen videos where people actually will compete to see who can do their stuff the most efficient as yeah. a team.
1: And I have noticed one thing in particular. If you are playing playing Farm Sim 19 and say you have cotton farms, right? Uh-huh. You can absolutely exploit the ever-loving crap out of cotton because Cotton at the um the spinnery goes for two thousand dollars a ton. So you're looking at two yeah. grand a ton, and you have a cotton maker or a cotton uh baler that produces, you know, uh 10-15 tons worth of cotton or or liters, whatever it is, of cotton, and you could take and go sell that. Next thing you know, you're sitting there with twelve thousand dollars in your hand, and it's just like why there's other crops instead of just you know doing cotton you know have one or one month be this one this is where this goes you know higher and then this one lowers like don't get me wrong it's a stock it's basically set up like a stock market um where like you're you know you have your high stocks and your low stocks like corn could be there at the bottom and cotton's there up at the top yeah but here's the thing you have to watch the the values of those because it works just like the stock market. If you don't watch your values and you go and plant co- or say you plant corn, right. And it's sitting there at like 1500 a liter or uh per ton or whatever it is. It's like $1,500. By the time that's grown, you can look at it and it can only be worth six, seven, $800. If that, Whereas you look well, see, at cotton, there's, there's something at with the, the simulator. Price.
0: There's something with the simulator games that I do not understand. Um,
1: What's that? I'm I've not. been playing the absolute crap out of them. Have at it. Let we'll me, see. Let me play, see if I can answer I play, you.
0: <laughs> I play a few. I've got, on my list, I'm looking at my Steam right now. I've got Tabletop Simulator. I love that because I can play the board games that I have at home. With my friends. On, I haven't
1: played that one um, yet. Power.
0: Power wash simulator. Um, my buddy. My buddy gave it to me. And I played crap out now. of
1: that on PlayStation.
0: Um then I've got. Escape simulator. Um, where you, you play. You try to solve escape room. Style puzzles. Uh,
1: haven't played that yet. I've heard it's really good though.
0: But here's the thing that I do not understand. With this and this is going into the triple A and I feel like this is falling into the same trap just like you mentioned with the farming simulator what was it 19 mm-hmm. why is there a farming simulator 19 if it's done by one company why don't they just go ahead and constantly just work on the one that's this is what I would do um, if I had a full team behind me uh, developing and this is something that i would plan have planned on um if if i was able to get a team to build my game that i wanted to to work on is we would end up just working on one until that engine's completely at its maximum yeah. Then I would go and say, "Okay, does the fans want a number 2 or would you like me to pump out something different?" So, that's the question. Why is there 19? Why is there 20? Why is there 30 copies of the same game? Then on top of that, before you jump in, why are they all full price? Okay, so you, you should you should be dropping the price as the newer games come out. Nintendo is the most guilty of this. They I don't think they discount their games at
1: all. They do for the Switch. I have noticed that a couple of different times where I've gone onto my Nintendo Switch which, and there the have been Zeno, different games that i've seen that the, the prices have just games, gone down. The
0: Xeno Saga game that i've i've gotten myself into because i am a huge Xeno Gear fan where people don't realize Xeno Gears was the one that started it and even though that's Xeno Saga now is because they lost the rights to that that title but it continues the story. They're all connected but I went and wanted it and I was like talking to my wife and I'm like keep an eye on these two games. I want all three games but the problem is they're always sitting at $60. I watched it for a full year. I have the second one and it's like okay I'm paying 60 bucks. I finally cracked down with my wife and was like hey we're on vacation. Can I buy a game, the game for myself? And she's like yeah go ahead and it's 60 bucks. And it's like the third one's out. It's been out for five years. Why is the second game full price? Yeah. Even looking at the used one, it's like $5 cheaper. It's like, well, of course I'm going to spend the extra five bucks to get a new game versus a, ch- a used one. It's it's ridiculous.
1: Yeah, no, I completely agree with you. Like it, you, it wasn't like back, back when, like uh, for those people that understand where I'm coming from here, Back with the Nintendo DS, the DSL, or the, the, the DSi. Um,
0: oh, the, the Game Boy uh, versions. Yes. Yeah. Oh my god, you remember when Nintendo trolled all their customers? When they, <laughs> when they released the Game Boy Color, and everyone was excited thinking that the game, uh, first color system was coming out. But instead of it being a color screen... They released color consoles. So they changed yep. to purple, yellow, blue, but it was still black and white. It was the best troll ever. Oh, yeah. I apologize for getting you off track there.
1: No, but I completely agree with you on that. That was great. Um, but I have no... Okay, so when it comes to the Farming Simulator games, okay? So if you go oh. all the way back to the original Farming Simulator game, I think that came out in two thousand eight okay nine one of the two well anyways um if you take and you go back to that and you look at how the graphics are how everything is how old everything looks and then for great example so farming simulator does a really good thing or um the company that makes it does a really good or really cool thing every Uh year that they come out with new combines harvesters um headers things like that the next year they'll add all that into the new game. So, for a great example, you have you have 2000 or er, um, the first farming sim, then the second one, which is I can't remember what year it is, it's farming simulator oh something. But, um, you take and you look at that and you look at all the new stuff that they add, and the next year comes out better graphics, better, um, newer style map, and everything. And you look at all the new stuff that they added. Plus, on top of that, I think it was either the third or fourth game that they started doing this. They started adding mods to it, so you could add like a fuel station, a um, a bailing state or a bailing cell station right there at the farm, versus having to drive, you know, out, out across the da- but, or but out I... no man's land and stuff like that.
0: But right now, I'm on the Steam store, and I'm looking at it uh, Mm -hmm. right now. And I just did Farming Simulator search, and this is a uh, sort by – let's see. I don't know what it's sorting by, but I've got Farming Simulator 22-19-17-2011. The the, the prices slowly get up there, so they're actually decreasing, it looks like. Mm -hmm. Then – when I get to $22, i am looking at it. Okay, I'm going straight into it right now, into their store page. Mm-hmm. And let's see, all their DLC to get all the year one bundle. You're looking at $39.99 for the game, and then $63.98 for all those DLC. That's with 20% off if you purchase it right now.
1: But here's the thing though with that. There is okay, so yes, you could buy the DLCs, but you don't have to because they offer all the mods for free. There are so many different mods that I have looked into in just 19 and in 22, because I just recently swapped. Um because PS Plus has it for free right now for those that want to actually play that game. It is free through PS Plus as long as you have the extra. Um, but like I say. There is so many different things that I have added with just the mods themselves that I there's no reason to buy those DLCs unless you absolutely just want them for the nostalgia as well as just to have them. Um All I have right. noticed that
0: uh- real quick for those that are listening we have gone over a one hour mark um i do apologize this is our first time we will drop one of the uh talking points uh that we'll move into maybe the next one depending on if people want to hear our take on it or not um but let's go ahead and talk uh last topic here i'm gonna we'll move the youtube stuff to the next one if that's all right with you yeah that's all.
1: not a problem we can go to like game yeah. or console uh, gaming if you want
0: Right, we'll do. We'll talk about uh, console gaming versus PC gaming, uh, <laughs> pros and cons and whatnot, real quick, and then uh, we'll wrap up there. But my opinion here. Here's the thing. With me, this is just my thing. Growing up, I gr- grew up console. I got the NES, the SNES, the Dreamcast. Um. Then, as PC started evolving, I went to PC. But because the the way I grew up, um, I mostly stuck with console gaming to a certain point. And now I'm a pure PC gamer. Um, I don't know about you, Animal. So,
1: when I first started gaming, I had a PlayStation 1. <laughs> <I don't. laughs> the little white guy. I still have it the to this day. White
0: box, you uh-huh. know, PlayStation One. Oh my god, my co-workers, I remember working at Barnes & Noble, and my co-workers hated me because I was the <laughs> assistant manager. And then Barnes & Noble, in the cafe section, they gave you an hour break back when I worked. Um, I was always the opening manager, so I'd come in, I'd have my CDs uh, with me, and I'd use the PlayStation 1 as a... Uh, as sort of a traveling boom box. <laughs> and then during the was Well, cool. here's the I thing with be...
1: the PlayStation 1, you had to have a special, um, to play TV the thing. TV screen. Yeah, you had to have the TV screen. To be... I had
0: the portable, I had the portable TV screen. Oh, you did? Because during my lunchtime, yeah, because during my lunch time, I'd uh, wait until the two, one of the two tables that was right next to the plug was free. Take my lunch get order my food set up my system there and i'd be playing like final fantasy 7 final fantasy 8 legends of dragon <laughs> during that time while watching my clock and making sure that oh i'm coming up to a save point but i've got 10 minutes left well i'm playing an rpg you know how it is from one save point to the next oh yeah it, <laughs> it, it, it could take an hour it could take two hours it could take five hours nope and as soon as I got close to that 10-minute mark, if I reached this, that was the end of my lunch for me, and i pack everything up and put it back into the back room. But I remember those, those, those systems very well.
1: Oh, man. Do you wonder what was the main game that I grew up on with the PlayStation 1? What? I grew up... Well, there's three, actually. I grew up playing Spyro, the original, Crash Bandicoot 2, and then also Doom. I have <sighs> the original Doom game, and the one and the cool part about this Doom game is it You're just didn't come me. with Doom. It came with the PC version for Doom as well when you bought it.
0: You're gonna hate me. I still have my original IBM computer, working condition at my parents' place. Um, every year I, I go and test it, make sure it's running, mm-hmm. and. I still have Doom on the 3.5 floppy disk. <laughs> and I can oh play my God, that. Dude. But growing up on console for the NES, um, Iron Tank, I think was the name of the game, um, where you had to go through a jungle and uh, with a tank. It was literally mm-hmm. a one-hit kill vehicle where if you get hit, you're done and whatnot, I've never beaten it. I would love to beat, try and, and train him, try to beat that game. Um, I played Contra. I played Rampage. Oh, that reminds me. They just came out with a new Contra
1: game, too, recently. Um, yeah, the, the what is the name Steam. of it? I can't think I've of the name of it. The,
0: I remember playing Contra so much that I would train... Well, not really trying, but play it to the point where I was able to beat it. And my friends would play with me.
1: They'd mm-hmm. come over
0: to my house, even though I only had like now, one or two friends at the time. Is- and I would be like, Yeah, take all my lives. You you you're gonna need them. And we, didn't know the, we didn't know the secret code back then because you couldn't look up anything online. Nothing was very shared, so it was really cool when you went to school and you just one person discovered it and everyone else knew it. But I became so good that the original NES Contra game I was able to beat it perfectly from beginning to end. See, I had Contra
1: it. with I had Contra and Contra Rebirth on the Wii. So my stepfather and I'd be sitting there playing it for hours. We were sitting there. We beat the game, and when you beat the, I noticed this in one of them. I can't remember which one it is, but we beat the game, and it, it would just bring you back to the, to the starting level, but it wouldn't be.
0: It'd be a like, version.
1: Exactly, and that's how you would take and move on, or move up in difficulty. The,
0: the, one, the one game that I played that did that, that uh, fried our my original NES, we had to get a second one for it uh, because of this, was I was obsessed with the Rampage that was on the NES, and <laughs> I beat it. And discovered that if you beat the game, it just loops back to the beginning and makes it a little harder. And I kept doing that and kept doing that. And the problem with that game was there was no save. It was just literally, you start it, yeah, you, you play as far as you can, you turn it off. So I would just be, my parents would be like, all right, you get an hour to play. It. All right, play for an hour. I'm not dead. Nobody can touch the system until I can play it again. So the cartridge would literally be staying on for a month <laughs> to two months, <laughs> three months, overheating the system because it was not used to being on that long.
1: Yeah. No, I completely understand where you're coming from. But I went from PlayStation for playing that forever uh-huh. to um, to the Wii. Then we went from the Wii to the Xbox probably about 10 years later. My stepfather finally bought, when the Xbox One One S came out, we got one of those. In that same year, I ended up getting my PlayStation 4. That was back in 2016 when the Pro came out. I've had this thing ever since. I have yet to clean it, which I should probably do. (laughs) I think I've blown it out maybe once, but that was just blowing out where the fan areas are. But I gotta pop the top off this and actually take and thoroughly clean it, but because yeah. it's 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 more than likely way out of warranty by now, so it's just like you know what, I'm gonna take and pop this top off, clean it out, call it good. But I've had this console ever since, and it has done a, a phenomenal job of making the graphics enhanced to the way that that play or that Sony wanted it to. I have no complaints for this. See, that's, that's the
0: one thing that I feel as we're talking console to PC that I feel that has the advantage console back in the day when you purchased the games for the up to, I think it was the PlayStation. Was it the PlayStation two or was it the PlayStation three that introduced hard drives? That
1: was the PS two. It was either the PS2 or Ernie yeah it was the PS2 because that's when they first introduced online if you had the big one you were able to play online.
0: Well, that wasn't the first online console. Um there were a few before that. No, I'm talking about for, that,
1: for um for play for Sony like, in general, that was up, for
0: I'm talking that. about updated games. Um Back in the day, on console, if you had an NES, Super NES, Dreamcast, PlayStation 1, when you bought this the disc-slash-cartridge, that was it. You well, no, I can't just getting. say I grew
1: up on the PlayStation 1. I also grew up on the Sega. <laughs> right, but
0: you remember that the game that you bought, that was it. There's no yep. updates. There's no fixes. Mm-hmm. Now I'm feeling like the... They're they're lazy, and they're releasing these semi-working games and whatnot, and then they're rolling out patches to fix it and forcing people where we used to, and what's funny is, we used to have hard drives in the gigabytes. Mm -hmm. Now we've got hard drives in the terabytes, Like I've got two terabyte hard, uh, four two terabyte hard drives in my computer,
1: and not just that. You taking you look at some of these games for a great example: Ark, Modern Warfare, any Call of Duty game in general. Um, anything that's made like like uh, Assassin's Creed, Devil May Cry Five, Fallout seventy six, Far Cry New Dawn. You got these games that have so much content in them that you're looking at anywhere between fifty gigs to two hundred and
0: fifty gigs. And it's just or like holy crap! Or some games that are just almost to, or some games that are almost to a terabyte. And if you're buying a console, you don't got the room for that. You're, the most not of the consoles buy... don't have that unless you mod it.
1: Well, not just. Well, actually, you know what? There's a nice thing that a lot of people have done, and that I've actually seen Sony do this too. Um, so say for a great example, you have a game that is a terabyte for just as an example, right? Mm-hmm. you can take and this is something really cool that honestly I think Xbox screwed up on and they should take and fix this um with a PlayStation did you know you can take any and it doesn't it could be you know formatted for Xbox it could be fa- formatted for whatever PC only I can take that external hard drive or flash drive whatever it is I can plug it into my PlayStation and format it to the PlayStation
0: yeah, but here's another thing that I don't understand with console gaming, and maybe you can set me straight because I know you play more consoles due to your PCs. Not, even I, I as honestly, powerful, dude, I. It, as mine.
1: It's not that. It's just it needs because the um the hard drive and, or not the hard drive the um the motherboard and the graphics card are like 15 years old. Yeah, yeah, I'm running it. Getting My
0: my PC. It's an Alienware, and I know there are viewers out there that are cringe hearing that I got an Alienware. Mine's an
1: MSI, dude. It's
0: seven seven years old. It was one of the last good ones that Alienware pumped out before Dell got their fangs in them. But here's something that I definitely do not understand with consoles, and, and this is something that maybe you can answer for me, because this is why I'm mainly a PC guy. All right, you get a new game for console, okay? Uh, mm-hmm. Just we'll, we'll just don't even throw oh, a name Kat, out there right now. Hang on, one second. Just,
1: all right, sorry. Cat jumped on um on computer almost or on uh, keyboard almost completely all or uh, all f forward um discord. <laughs> <laughs> uh, cats are great. No, but
0: this is something that I do not understand and whatnot with with console games and maybe somebody who has more detail into the development side than myself. All right. So you're working on a game Mm -hmm. and whatnot. You released the game and I know that there's a deadline that consoles have to have, um, for the, in the, the final version to be shipped out to where a manufacturer which copies the game and then pumps out thousands of copies. Companies do continue to work on it. But here's one thing that I really, really never understood or could wrap my head around. All right, game comes out. You've got day one patch. Why is day one patch like 50, 50 to a 500 Uh, megabytes why is it taking so long to download these um these patches even though i know most people are going to be saying oh that's simple you're not thinking about the thousands of people who are downloading it at the exact same time stressing the server no that's not why why are companies doing this it doesn't make sense to me that they release a game and then they release a huge day one patch that's so big that it's bigger than the, the the information that's on the CD. It's like, what what why did you put everything on the CD?
1: So basically, what that patch is is most of the time it's not an actual patch. So when it comes to, for great example, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw Destiny on or Destiny two under the bus here because they did that um when you go to load any any console game into a console okay you download all the stuff that's on there and then what they what happens is is safe for a great example you you know like how you can buy games digitally on the, on on the console uh-huh. so what it is is those games when they're first released say i bought the uh destiny 2 right at or like a couple months after it released right And I put it in, it downloads all the stuff off the disc. That has to go from there. Copy onto the PlayStation, because it's not just running the disc, it's running it from the PlayStation. And then all the digital media stuff that they have for the digital version, because you bought a disc, has to be transferred over with the save files for that game. So all your patches, all your... Your DLCs, anything else that is needed to keep that game running smoothly and no bugs has to be downloaded onto the console as an update. Right, but
0: I'm talking, I'm talking day one patch. Um, okay, so right the if you want to talk. Here, here we'll take, we'll take a, we'll take a recent one that I experienced on console. Um, I'm not sure if you experienced it uh, and whatnot. Starfield. I pre-purchased Starfield. I did the Mm pre-download. Then, when it was like, oh, hey, time for you to unlock your game. I felt like I was re-downloading it because the unpacking took three times longer than if I just decided to download it. So, what
1: can happen as well that I have noticed with console games is when they go to take and do a patch... They're not just that patch is not just there to take and you know fix the bugs and stuff like that. It's to take those files that have those problems out of the game that is downloaded onto your system and re-upload the new ones to replace that. That's what takes so long with console games to download because of that specific thing it's taking and pulling those files out and replacing them with the fresh ones that had to be redone okay so when it does that it takes some time because it's got to go through the entire file list to find everything pull it out as it goes and replace it with the new ones afterwards all right all right that's why it takes so long for that to work (laughs)
0: All right, ladies and gentlemen. Um, that is going to conclude our talk today on our very first podcast. Uh, I'd like to thank uh, Animo here, uh, for joining me, and he's going to be in second seat, um, going forward, of course. Yep, I'll be right. I'll be riding <laughs>
1: Witch the entire time we're doing this. I didn't swear. I said Witch. <laughs> Help will be driving, I'll be fighting witch.
0: <laughs> for those that are enjoying our podcast and wish to join our community, I've set up a Discord. The link is uh, to join it. Just add in X- SJZ, yeah. capital X, C, K, C, V, W, capital P. Um, I will make sure to include that in all the descriptions as well. Uh, going out and hopefully uh, you guys enjoy this and we will try to talk gaming stuff uh, each week and whatnot, uh, bring other people Ex- on and whatnot.
1: Exactly. um Another thing to add guys, this will be on Spotify. Unfortunately we can't add links and stuff like that to Spotify, but we will take in uh, for great example. I thought about taking and adding for, Um, like blue sky um, account, as well as a, um, what they call now X originally former Twitter, um, making an account for both of those. So that way, when, if you guys wanted to, you can look us up from there and also see when we um, will post on there regularly to let you guys know, Hey, we're going to be taking and releasing this podcast this week at this time and go from there, basically.
0: Yep, yep. All right. Thank you guys. I hope you enjoyed and have a wonderful uh, week. And I hope to hear from you guys on the next week. Yep.